Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you don't like have cool like uh, scoping out a butt and being like, okay, that butt's like a love seat butt. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sell them on the best love seat. <laughs> nah, nah. There's not a whole lot of like. There's not a whole lot of butt looking. It's more or less. Uh, I'm gonna show you the most expensive shit. I'm gonna talk about uh, getting you on a mattress because that's where I make my real money. Okay, that's where I make my that tracks with too. construction. Like, I'll I'll talk about getting people on a mattress. I like that idea though. He's like, sir, with a dump truck like that, the only recliner for you is this Barca right here. <laughs> yeah, look, brother, I see you swing a big dick. Uh, you're gonna need like extra like lumbar support because I can tell that it's hell on your back every day. So, okay, you guys, if I remember right. We're excited because you were hoping to talk about Snake Eyes, which unfortunately is not happening, correct? Yeah, so um, we we are um, in and around the Atlantic City area, like both born and raised. All three of us are born and raised. Oh, that is perfect. Our, <laughs> our first episode we ever did was Snake Eyes. We had oh, to. Yes. Yeah, that leads into uh, everything I want to talk about today because I really just... <laughs> I've always been curious about Atlantic City as somebody who's been to Vegas plenty of times. It's not oh, the same. No, it's not. And <laughs> it's I, not even close. <laughs> you did describe yourself as AC curious yes. earlier today. So. Yeah, I'm AC curious. <laughs> I, I just got to know more about this city. Like, is it is it dirty? You've got a boardwalk, right? Yep. Yeah, it's not as dirty as it was like five years ago. It's still, it's still pretty dirty, dude. <laughs> it's it's still grimy. Like there's there's nice sections, and then there's section like it's not as bad as people say. Like whenever I hear people like, "Oh, don't go to Lacey, you'll get stabbed," I'm like, "No, you'll get robbed. You won't get stabbed." <laughs> okay. yeah, very rarely do they expend the effort to do the actual stabbing. They will take it though. Listen, we we know what we're good at. It's slinging crack and <laughs> okay. taking your money at blackjack tables. I okay. have I have a very important question. What's the buffet sitch, and how does the sh- how is the shrimp presented? Ooh, good question. This is relevant for me. <laughs> yeah, I worked briefly as security in uh, a, a casino in Atlantic City when I was in college, and I was told under no uncertain terms to avoid the buffet, and I have always followed that. So I don't have any practical experience with it. <laughs> so I have a lot of practical experience because um, in my college years and even up to today in my colleges, I was much heavier, not like fatter. Like I played a lot of poker. Oh, that kind of heavy. Um, and that's, and that's how I paid for my last two years of college was through playing poker. Dude, sick. Uh, so I, um, I know a lot of buffets, the showboat, which is not a casino anymore, had a really good one. Uh, the shrimp was not presented in any special way. The Borgata, <laughs> the brunch one, the Borgata is like the high end casino there. Um, will put their shrimp already peeled around a martini oh, glass. That was my, okay. That was my question. Mm, like, yeah, that's pretty perfect. Peter and I have a problem. Ha- I have a shrimp problem, but like the first time, <laughs> first time we were in Vegas together and we were at a brunch buffet, we were like, let's get weird with some shrimp, and it was all peel and eat and. We yeah, talk it fucking quick. bullshit. That's too much work. And then we were just there a month ago and uh, went to the wind buffet and uh, we got shrimpy. Wait, wait, in, in, in Vegas? In, in Vegas. Vegas. You see, I haven't been to Vegas in about 
two years now at this point. And when I went, the only buffet that was open was the MGM Grand. Oh, which yeah. Which was great because I stayed there for three days. So I just fucked up the buffet. That's where we went, the, we first went the first time. time. Yeah, it was but all they're peel and, eat. peel and eat shrimp. Fuck that shit. Also, That's too much work. They only had like seven shrimp out at a time, like laid on a bed of ice. They saw us coming yeah. so fast and they were like, these motherfuckers. Put out the, the slow shrimp. <laughs> slow shrimp for, for the slow boys. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Peter, how many shrimp did you eat in a second? I did eat 40 shrimp the last time, which was a gross amount of... That's too many shrimp. No, no, no. That's that's respectable. Do you ever get the frozen wheel from the grocery store? Fuck yeah. I Nobody's not. stopping you from just buying it. You don't have to be having a party or anything. You could just buy like 60 cocktail shrimps in a wheel. The hardest part is just waiting for them to defrost. That's true. Yeah. And I don't have that patience. I'm just going to chow down. Oh, no, you got a Safeway right before closing. They're defrosted. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend's <laughs> allergic to shrimp and I would go to Safeway and get the like $5 like mini shrimp cocktail and just car snack it oh, and God. make her drive me around. She she's a lovely woman, but uh <laughs> you're a monster. I love it. But shrimp like, is she, a bold car snack, man. <laughs> yeah, and so she, she had to like open sauce. the doors and stuff cuz she didn't want me touching things with my shrimp fingers afterwards and ah. <laughs> oh, oh, Peter, uh at my uh company uh lunch yesterday, uh one of the hors d'oeuvres was bacon wrapped shrimp. Mm, how many did you eat? They wouldn't give me the tray. Were they shrimps Fuckers. or prawns? Cowards. They were shrimp. I mean, which. I... Oh, they were big shrimp. Like the shrimp we had in, yeah. I guess. Oh, okay. oh, look at you working for a company that has luncheons. <laughs> <laughs> it was. La da. <laughs> yeah. No, they, I, I asked if they'd give me the tray and they said no. No, oh, fuckers. Yeah. That's some horseshit. Oh, have you seen this whole. Uh, Panera charged lemonade bullshit. Yep. Like I just heard about lemonade. this on yeah. Wait, what? no, I'm I'm out of the loop on this. Is this like a Panera for Loco? Uh well, there's no alcohol, but a mm. large Oh, so worse. Okay. Yeah, a, a charged <laughs> like a large charged lemonade has like four hundred milligrams of caffeine in it. People on Reddit were going on about it the other day. Oh, there's a lawsuit about it. Oh, there's a lawsuit? Two, two people have died. Cowards. I, I, I go to the gym with somebody who uses his pre-workout. <laughs> <laughs> like it just rung, it just like rung in my brain. I'm like, wait a minute. I do know what you're talking about because somebody that I lift with literally uh, uses it as fucking pre-workout, which is insanity. I am kind of intrigued to like get some and dump like grain alcohol in it and just sort of relive the four loco days. The four loco days, the, just the combination of... It was too incredible. much caffeine and too much alcohol. Uh, I miss those days a little bit. It would probably kill me at old age. Bro, that's just riot punch. <laughs> oh God, what was it? A friend, uh, some friends of mine and I, when Revenge of the Sith came out, we decided to stay up all night, get drunk, and then go watch it. But he was exhausted by the time we finally got there at like ten in the morning. So he bought two four locos and just down them both in the theater within the first like 10 minutes of the movie and then passed the fuck out. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Woke up screaming. <laughs> As one does when after drinking two, four locos, at least back uh, in the good days, the classic days. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was, that was the beginning. That was, that was middle of the end of his drinking. <laughs> yeah. That'll put anybody off of it. Slamming two, four locos back to back. You <laughs> wake up screaming. Absolutely. <laughs> While so watching Revenge episode of the one. Sith. Oh, it was Revenge of the Sith. The, okay. the yeah. only one worth watching. In yeah. The all right. Prequels. The bar that I worked at when Four Loco got discontinued, 
our liquor rep came by and he was like, Hey, I got these four locos and I can't do anything with them. Do you guys want them? Like, and I was like, yeah, the kitchen staff will take all of your four loco. <laughs> so he just gives us like multiple flats of four loco out of his van. And so we throw a party that night, just a straight up four loco party. Oh and my- it's just like going off in the backyard and like the kitchen manager does a trust fall off of his own roof. <laughs> There's just like people shoving each other. It's getting loud. It's and too warm. many locos. Yeah. <laughs> how many, how many cans are in a flat? Uh, 24. Someone do some math for me. How many flats were there? Uh, three, I think. 72. 72. Uh, seven, yeah. 72. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. 72 locos. Wait. That's too many locos. Wait, Wait no, no, it's more. It's times four. Times four. Yeah. Yeah. Or I went to art college. I'm not doing more math. Someone do math for me and yeah. then make we, my We need an arithmetician around here. It's not not going to be any of us. No, sorry. I went for political science, so it's even more useless than a math fucking degree. <laughs> I have a degree in <laughs> Wait, you're not applying that when selling large derriered people like Barca <laughs> loungers? I mean, only if they want to hear the words of the great Karl Marx, but I mean, that's really it. Have you tried? It might be a new thing. First, check out their ass and then tell them about <laughs> tell them about surplus value. You got to evaluate their ass using like the framing thing. <laughs> so did you get through that party with nobody getting charged with a felony? Uh, nobody was arrested at this one. Uh, That's a lame party. I don't, Impressive. Think, I don't think it even got busted. <laughs> so I think the only God, the only party that I remember ever getting busted uh, was at my buddy Joey's house and he used to like drive around and like just roll up to the campus like smoke shacks and be like having a party anybody want to come over to my house and just like invite no. strangers like usually <laughs> it'd be like a bunch of freshmen and stuff would be like yeah I need a place to drink but uh, the cops bust this party and I'm outside smoking a cigarette and this kid's like oh man I gotta I gotta get out of here I, I can't like be holding this weed and I'm too young to be drinking and I'm like well Toss that bag in the barbecue there, and that'll be fine. They'll never look in the barbecue. Then hop the fence and book it. And so he does. <laughs> and then I just take his weed, and I never saw this kid again anyway. So like, it's like, oh, this play, yeah, this play worked out great. <laughs> One of the kids that jumped over like landed in the neighbor's koi pond, and like actually landed on some very expensive fish <laughs> oh, fuck. but i mean i got a free 40 sack out of it so i was pretty i didn't care it wasn't my house or anything i just partied on the roof all the time poor fish <laughs> and with that because there is no good segue tonight uh welcome back to cage bats colon a roundabout way of meeting nicholas cage i'm your host sean here with my co-host nick i'm nick and our producer peter hello and from nick cage fight we have some special guests why don't you guys introduce yourselves uh, i'm josh and uh here with my usual co-host hi i'm rich i'm the one who is talking now <laughs> well done you guys are fucking consummate professionals well <laughs> uh, yeah yeah you have to know the voices i mean this is a when you take us off our intro script we scramble dude <laughs> yeah yeah I, I was just like wait josh isn't talking what do i do because <laughs> it's always josh is talking ryan answers i answer <laughs> thanks ryan for fucking it up we can just uh Cut some audio of Ryan from your podcast. And yeah, we'll just put him in. in. We got to put a bye-bye in is what we'll do. Does he have a good bye-bye? He, he, he ends every episode with a different bye-bye. 
Ooh, oh. okay. I would say yeah. if you want to hear some good shit, just go to like part two of every single one of our episodes since we have two episodes a week. If you want to hear something good, skip half of our content. <laughs> Not even. I'm, I'm asking for 3% of the content. <laughs> Perfect. That's all you need. Yeah. Listen to one ad read and then just the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, we need that money. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys want to describe uh, kind of what you do for your show? Obviously, you go deeper than we do because you're doing two episodes for one movie and we do one episode for two movies because yeah. <laughs> we're lazy uh, <laughs> or stupid. I don't know. <laughs> little column A, little column B. Yeah. No, we, we do like we do synopsis and um, like our opinions, breakdowns, uh, tidbits, trivia try and figure out what went wrong in a lot of these movies. So like we always Nothing start all great. <laughs> like we always start with, you know, directors, writers, um, some of the notable cast, and then basically the plot beats of the, uh, the film um, and then commentary on them. And it does take two episodes for every one of these movies. Cause we're a little pedantic about the details. Yeah. Um, seeing as we never do this in any proper order, uh, in this podcast, we take two Nicolas Cage films and pit them against each other till one day we decide what the cagiest film is. Yeah. We're into our 32. Yep. Round of 32. Round of 32. Um, and this is wacky. Yeah. Yeah. This is the wacky, uh, episode. Sorcerer's Apprentice and Wicker Man. Yeah. And do you guys have any sort of strong feelings one way or the other as to which one you would want to talk about? Um, my my whole thoughts on this was like, so the answer is Wicker Man and we can just talk about anything else, right? <laughs> because as far as I know, Sorcerer's Apprentice does not have Nick Cage dressed in a bear costume punching women. <laughs> All right, we're getting right to it. So Wicker Man, <laughs> we go. So rewatching this film. Well, hang on. I, I have a quick question because we're in the wacky category and yeah. I did not see Between Worlds anywhere on your list. It's in there. I was chatting to a person on a dating app recently and uh, I put my Nick Cage podcast on there because I have so much going on in my life. Uh, and their first question to me was, did you see the movie where he's a trucker and uh, fucks the ghost of uh, his dead wife through a teenager i'm like between worlds yes i know it intimately yeah, then we talked about the poem pick from somebody yeah. oh fuck i love when he reads that nick cage poetry it's so oh my good. god <laughs> i want it to be a, like a full <laughs> book and i want to buy it <laughs> oh my god i just want to get it tattooed on my back full back tattoo <laughs> of that so this this podcast has introduced us to at least two of my favorite movies of all time that I would have never seen, one of which being Between Worlds and the other one. Josh already knows where I'm going. Fucking Kill Chain. You did love Kill Chain. Kill Chain uh, was so good. Yeah, that's not, went, it didn't uh, make a cut for us. Just just watch it. Just, okay. just yeah. watch it. I mean, for me, like for me, the movie that I think I never would have watched or heard about without this podcast, but I absolutely love is Red Rock West. Absolutely. We yeah. just watched that. It's very good. It's yeah. so good. That movie fucking slaps. I love it. I had a guy unsolicited ask me if we watched that and I was like, fuck yeah. And he's like, I love that movie. It's so good. I'm so, I'm <laughs> so excited to go back to that. That's going to be sooner than later. Is it in the next round? or the It round is after? next episode. There you go. Nice. Oh, my God. Everyone get out. I'm going to watch this movie right now. <laughs> yeah, see you guys. Good episode. Thanks. So going back to Wicker Man and uh, the punching of women. Uh-huh. Uh, on our first go around with this movie, we decided the, the appropriate rules for when you can punch a woman, which is when they're trying to burn you in a giant human yeah. effigy. You get one free punch. 
rewatching this film with Peter, we realized the one like the one punch he does do, Sister Beach is an, an asshole. She's an asshole. He, at, he is in no danger at this point. No, he he definitely <laughs> yeah. It, it it breaks our rule. <laughs> he broke he broke the one rule. And the then one. he then he roundhouse kicks Lily Sobieski oh immediately. She so did good. try. She did jump on his back though. She did attack him. That's true. That was yeah. self defense. <laughs> Sister Beach didn't do jack shit. <laughs> She was just an asshole. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. Wicker Man was such a fever dream that it's it's entertaining every time I watch it. Whether I'm watching it for the podcast or I'm just throwing it on, I'm just like this is bonkers. Whereas <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice is is fine as like a like a kids movie, pretty formulaic. But every time I see it, which I watched it again today in preparation for this, I was like, this is the longest music video for the song secrets by one republic oh my god i've ever seen <laughs> like when when he does the light show is yeah. that's that's like the jumping the shark moment uh. <laughs> at least for me or what was was that before or after nick cage is just housing sandwiches because that's one of the best parts. It's, yeah. it's right after it it's okay, right after yeah the pickle waggling scene which yes. is one of my favorite ones from that film. <laughs> I will say, because we haven't watched these movies in over a year now. Right. I absolutely loved going back to The Wicker Man because it's so dumb <laughs> and it's so bad. It is bad and dumb and like so clunky and the like, writing is terrible. <laughs> it was so much more fun to watch this one with someone like watching this with Peter because the dream within the dream sequence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still maintain should have ended with a third dream where he just gets hit by a semi truck <laughs> and wakes up a third time. You know that got kicked around the writer's room. You oh, absolutely for a fact that they were like, is that too much? Yeah, it's probably too much. <laughs> too many dreams inside of dreams. I mean, this is pre-inception, so you know, fucking Nolan being this great director, and he just stole the train the train thing <laughs> yeah. from this movie. <laughs> Come at us, Christopher Nolan. Don't do no, it. Don't, I cannot afford don't. that lawsuit. Same. Yeah. <laughs> we love your movies. <laughs> Allegedly. What was in that bag? I just want to oh, yeah. know. The shark bag. What was in the bag? Is that a shark? It's I dripping. Don't know. <laughs> I just, I do appreciate that this movie does go so far out of its way to like justify everything dumb about it, to like explain it away within the scope of the film. Cause he's a terrible detective. So they make sure to like make a joke about him. Like, what are you going to go for detective? <laughs> like, he has no reasoning skills he it's just oh so bad yeah yeah i i i struggle with this movie i enjoy it and i enjoy just like watching it being dumb but at the same time i just i i find it so hard to like anything about it like i'm gonna house this mead and now I'm going to start slamming my badge around and just threatening people. Why? Yeah. Why? Did you guys end up watching the original Wicker Man? Uh, I had seen the original years ago. I haven't rewatched it since, since we watched it for recording our episode of it. Um, but uh, it was more tightly done. It wasn't as <laughs> absurd and over the top. And I, yeah. I like I wasn't sure what they were going for with the Nick Cage version because Cage does play it sort of straight, but a little wild and then completely loses his mind at the end of the film. 
He does go full cage. It's fair to think that you had hit a breaking point at some moment during all of this. I did say one of my favorite, favorite parts of the film, like if you can just pluck it out of context, because I thought it was the most sincere bit of acting in the whole thing is when he finally gets a cell like cell signal, like right at the very end and Mm. is like buddy calls him. That is exactly the phone call you would get from me if I found myself in that situation. Like, please, please help. God, Pete, help yeah, yeah. me. It's just pure panic. Uh, I'm in a bear suit. I don't know. I don't know how I got here. I just, all the shit they put him through for this, like. Noble knight. Yeah, the noble knight thing uh, coming of his own accord. I mean, all that was true before the everything else, him just showing up like, so this was just them fucking with him. Yeah, they could have just snatched him and burned him, I'm guessing. But like, according to the rules of whatever fertility spell, I guess they're casting. And then instead, they're like, nah, you know, we only do this every couple of years. Let's have a little fun with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Roll out beasting, man. Let him let him see that guy. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, yeah. um, or the or the woman covered in bees. <laughs> Do you think those two are connected? Beasting man and bee 100%. girl. Yeah, he like, was in recovery. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I was in this situation and I showed up on this island, if uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, uh, this is your child," I'd be like, "Well, great. I'm a terrible swimmer, but peace. I'm fucking." Just swimming oh. out. I never would have gotten into this problem. The, yes. Well, they only they said it was only a couple miles. I could. It'd be slow, but I could do it. I would drown, and that'd be fine too. Yeah. Better yeah. than what? what Better happened. than child support or burning to death after being hobbled. Yeah. Going with drowning over burning to death, you do a real complete opposites there. <laughs> would yeah. <it> work. So, <laughs> it's only on the rewatch that I noticed that like they completely. F- this is supposed to be for their harvest to like make sure that the honey is sweet or whatever, <laughs> but what do we want from honey? I don't even know. They completely fuck up the rest of their like islands, little economy or cause the guy who brings them all their stuff that isn't honey, they kill for this. What they do the to pilot. his face. Like it looked like he had weird, like, I don't know, wicker threads, like sewing his mouth yeah. shut. And, and he had weird wicker hands. Yeah, too. Like, like yeah. cut his hands off and gave him little like spiky things. But like, that's, that's the guy fucking who, weird. Yes. That's the guy who brings up all their supplies. <laughs> and like, yeah, they kind of fucked themselves over yeah. on that one. Well, the whole thing, like the whole big reveal of the wicker man at the end is they only mention the wicker man like once in the movie before that. So there's no real big reveal. It just is there. <laughs> It, it's occurring to me for the first time. How did you not catch a glimpse of that fucker at some point while you're running around the island? Right? Yeah, <laughs> he's all over the place in that fucking island. They he's put riding a his blue bike tarp everywhere. Over it. It's fine. It's just like sixty foot tall blue tarp. Yeah. yeah. They just put some bee wings on it, and Nick Cage like instinctively won't look at it. He's like, oh fuck no, the bees. I don't know. It's also one of those movies where I'm just like, how good can it be that? Uh, its most memorable scene was deleted. Well, it, yeah, it's from the extended cut, right? The yeah, the the not the bees. They're in my eyes. Not the bees. Yeah, I think we watched the scene. We, we did watched watch it, it together, it, but, but uh, it doesn't add anything except for him just being absolutely fucking bonkers. Yeah, yeah. You, well, the audio was already included. Now you just see it instead of it being a black screen. It's like well, well that- he never says the bees thing. He it's the hobbling that yeah. they did the black screen. Oh, yeah. 
Which I, I think there's no footage of him being hobbled that we know of. Just him being pulled up by his ankles after the hobbling just is insult to injury at that point. I mean, I think it's injury to injury at that point. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they don't care at that point. He's just a hot. He's going to die anyway in six yeah. minutes. Just hot meat. Yeah. Barbecued burned wieners. Burned to death by his own daughter. I, I, I still like the thing. We said this in our first episode, our first go around of this. And I just like, he's like, no, honey, don't burn daddy. And it's like, don't obviously, burn daddy. Obviously, she doesn't give a shit about you, dude. Was that a don't wake daddy yes. in the board game <laughs> yeah. reference? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was I was gonna move past it personally, but here we yeah. are. No, nah. it's it's my one joke. <laughs> um it is. He uses it all the time. It's just don't burn daddy. <laughs> I, I will say both of these movies include uh one of my favorite niche types of scenes, which is an adult character saying an insane thing to a child. So you have don't burn daddy and you have uh, uh, Melina going, uh, you are wasting my time to a 10 year old Dave in the fucking magic shop. Oh. He gets broken out of the prison. <laughs> when when Melina, I'm, I'm just going to throw this in here now, critiques the Napoleon report. Yeah. Also, why was that kid? He's like 10. That's fourth grade. Why is he writing reports on Napoleon? I agree with that 100%, but I did love the scene where he's roasting that. He's like, your prose yeah. was weak. He's like, I was a fucking child. He's like, no, Jesus, play like a child. <laughs> no, that was probably the best interaction there. Did, did you guys find anything new with Wicker Man watching it recently? I forgot that James Franco was in it. And uh, John Ritter. Jason Ritter. Jason Ritter. Peter, you'd mentioned like, oh, here's that weird, like, take me with you scene that never goes anywhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, she says it at the end. Right. She's, she's practicing for practice. when she like is going to, you know, seduce uh, Franco. She's a little old for Franco. Bar boys. Allegedly. It, is it is it allegedly at this point? Come at me, James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <ooh>, yeah. <laughs> every, every time I rewatch it, one of the weirdest things that I like that just bothers me because I don't know what they were going for was the uh, teacher also playing like a farmer who's like, I have no idea who the fuck you are. Yeah, the twin, oh, yeah. just the twin thing. Why? Sister Rose and Sister Thorn. That, yeah. uh, well, the twin thing just in general kind of grinds my gears because twins are so gross. And they've also got those <laughs> like sh shitty old ladies like and they're not. And the wicker man will uh, come. Yeah. <laughs> I. Mm, no, I would have asked for the day off if I was on set and they were filming that. I'd be like, no, gross. No, yeah, there's yeah. Okay, well, there's a bunch of like the worst little double mint twins. gum commercial ever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, is that what they were going for? Is that were they going for her being like the next set of twins? Because this place is all cyclical. Or was it just the teacher fucking with them? Because that's what I read it as. It was just like, now you're just being really blatant with this guy. I think he's starting to get suspicious. A lot of twin children, like a lot of the girls were twins in the school and outside of it. Also, when he goes to like, when he just starts kicking indoors and asking yeah. like to, to see kids. Oh, yeah. And there's the like, there's the one child who's like pre hiding in a closet to like scare him. Oh, yeah. Pretending to be dead. It's yeah. like, why were you in that closet? This, this is, is our, our fun harvest, harvest game. <laughs> <laughs> they don't show you the five other houses with like kids like waiting in the closet and they get no yeah. payoff. It's like <laughs> maybe next time, kiddo, you know, <laughs> I, I guess they alluded to that with the crow in the desk early on. Like we put it in there to see how long it could take it. 
Eh, just do that to kids. When I was a kid, like in preschool, the other kids put me in a closet and just locked me in there for a while. This is a metaphor. No, nope. that's my <laughs> life. Because <laughs> you were a nerd. <laughs> yeah, well, jokes on them. I threw blocks at all their heads. <laughs> jokes on there them. I have a Nick Cage podcast now. Yeah, come at me, other kids. Fucking kids. They suck. Yeah. So if uh, if you punch one person on the island, do you also get to punch their twin? Or yes. Okay. Does their twin feel it? Uh, that's the important question. Mm. <laughs> I do love all. But on the opposite side, you got to Yeah, I do love their all his sweet roundhouse kicks and all his like just like chest kicking. Yeah, the combat training in California is top notch. Yeah, they're chip chip cops. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask where he got the the like fucking MMA chops to just lay waste <laughs> to this island of women with because they don't give you any of that in the setup. He just sort of gets blown up. As far as like MMA credentials in quality of beating up women that's a poorly poorly structured sentence uh his ability to beat up women being unparalleled on the island is what Go on. please continue can't wait to get canceled over this it's amazing that we yet. haven't said something that got us. that's because well no the no trick is listening. you just don't have a feminine audience and these are never going to be problems that's true oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, if you just start a Nick Cage podcast, you'd know women aren't going to listen. Yeah, this is a real dude's rock podcast. It's all fucking <laughs> chest hair and cum gutters. Come on. <laughs> so you're saying... <laughs> he beats up women real good. I don't know where I was going with it, but I like it. Uh, they're obviously doing something right down in California. Uh. No, but I do like this Like with a lot of some of the Cage movies that we've seen. Uh, where it's like they threw in they clearly threw in shit just because it was cool not because it made narrative sense like he disguises himself as a bear and as soon as he gets to where people are he removes he's like it's me i'm the bear and yeah. it's just like why why even do it then dude There's nothing oh. gained from it i just remembered one of my favorite things and that's when he's uh at sisters summer's isles place and She's telling it like he's leaving and she opens the door and she's like, oh, your transport is here. <laughs> the like butler hands him his bicycle. <laughs> it's like your transport has arrived. And he fucking all the time he spends just pushing that bike around, not actually riding it. I, I imagine it was like hell on his butthole because there were like no paved roads. So just rough dirt roads just pounding away. I forgot about that awkward scene. <laughs> well the one where he gets his butthole pounded by a bicycle <laughs> that's in the extended cut yes yes also do you think do you think cage because specifically because what you were saying you're like that had to be uncomfortable do you think he got to a point he's like nope find a reason for me to be pushing the bike in this scene i'm not fucking riding it in a fucking suit anymore i won't do it call my agent <laughs> i don't know that nick cage has ever said no to anything yeah, he's a method actor he got into it he rode that bike to the set. There you go. <laughs> any any final thoughts on this film? Anyone? <laughs> Entertaining, man. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's dumb. And it's a lot of fun. We did it for Halloween. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah, it's one of those weird movies where you have to like really focus on it, but but like not focus on what's happening. 
It's like you just have to pay attention enough to understand why the movie is still playing. <laughs> it's one of those things. But where, don't start asking questions. Oh, it's like it's one of those things where it has the opening where he like the car gets pulled over and like the car that gets hit by the semi truck. But like, that has nothing to do with the movie. Fuck that little oh. girl, too, though. Throwing, oh, throwing that doll. doll back out Asshole. a second time. You guys like, reminded me of one thing that we we brought it up when we first watched it, but I want your guys' take on it. So the like other police officer, the the lady cop, yeah, is part of the cult on the island. Did you catch her in like the crowd? No, uh, oh. at the end. Like Ooh. we had a whole discussion, went back and forth. It was like, isn't that the lady cop who kept visiting him when he was all depressed and shit about the mom and daughter burning to death? And she's there at the end in the uh, the crowd of cultists. That's kind of fucked up. That's very bizarre. It's Do you think fucked that's up, just it makes no sense whatsoever. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Do you think they're just reusing the actress? <laughs> yeah, or like that could be budgetary. We could only get so many people to agree to be in this movie, and or what if it's a twin? What if it's her twin? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh shit. That's the only way it would make sense, actually. Because like I thought it was like they they're like, oh, let's put the lady cop who was like being nice to him because this whole thing is a setup top to bottom. It's like, mm-hmm. but then you just said, like, you just send these ladies out to baby trap a dude to kill him for the harvest, you know, like seven years later or whatever. So how has she got a full-time police job <laughs> and still doing this? But the twin thing that you might have solved the mystery for me. And now that's not going to bother me anymore. I, I just like fixed Wicker, man. Yes, you did. <laughs> Good job. No more I plot ap- hole there. <laughs> I apologize for fixing this already perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I My notes from the first time we watched this are still incredibly applicable. I just I said, what was the point of anything? And then this movie slaps. It wins. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. By the end of this film, Peter, I were just like laughing our asses off. Like this movie is awful and I can't stop watching. It's it. so dumb. It's so dumb. But man, it is fun. I like I also forgot when he's going to get like his daughter from the pyre, like the fake mm-hmm. burning when he's going to get her like he just punches that woman, too. <laughs> Yeah, our rules really didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't comply most of his actions. Well, just because we have the rules doesn't mean he's going to obey the rules. Like That's true. Just, we establish rules outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's punching women, and maybe it doesn't fit our rules of acceptability. He's, not, he's just, I don't think he's a good guy. But he's good at punching women. Bad cop. So on that note, bad cop, a bad cop, bad good, cop, bad kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good movie. Yeah. Good cage. Uh, where does this fit uh, for you on the Venn diagram of a good movie, good cage, bad movie, bad cage, good, bad, bad, good. Um, bad movie, unbelievable cage. <laughs> it is like it is two separate circles. Unbelievable opens up like. <laughs> Just a undefined quality, like unbelievable, bad, unbelievable, good. It's it, so um, back because I think we've watched something like eighty some movies at this point, right? We used to rank our movies, and we just stopped doing it because it's like there's too many. We cannot continue doing this. So we had two rankings in particular. One was Nick Cage performance, and one was uh, Nick Cage unhinged performance. Yeah, those are separate things. Those are two. Well, because all right, for example, I'm going to pull a movie out of the air. Moonstruck. Love it. Moonstruck has it an unbelievable <laughs> unhinged scene. Multiple <laughs> unhinged scenes, actually, because you also have the scene where he essentially sexually assaults Cher. So, I mean, that happens. 
to share had some unhinged lines in that scene too. <laughs> right, right. But oh my god, she did. Um, <laughs> but when he's not being unhinged, he's still being really good. Josh, I'm blanking on a movie. What's a movie where like Nick Cage was not good, but had some incredible unhinged scenes? Zandali. Uh Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance is a very good one. Bad yeah. man's speech. Bad man's speech. <laughs> Was worth the whole fucking movie. I yes. watched the whole movie just for that scene. She was horrendous in that movie, but that scene was amazing. And don't talk shit on Zandali. I oh, I wasn't. Love Zandali. That movie fucks. That movie fucks so hard. He's gonna black it all out, black it all out, and he's gonna put cocaine in a woman's butthole. <laughs> because that that happens. You're. I, you're our kind of guys. <laughs> I cannot believe Judge Reinhold did that. <laughs> did that film. Signed on to that film. That's so fucking crazy. The movie is so fucking good. But yeah, no, I'm I'm in full agreement with Rich. It's I'm not gonna lie <laughs> to the listenership and say it's a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it no. is entertaining. And Nick Cage's performance is what makes it that. It's worth the watch just for that. <laughs> Yeah, if you put John Travolta in this movie, it's not nearly as good. No. Same. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, this movie exists because, and is only worth talking about because of Nick Cage. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a terrible movie and a wild performance. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. I'm inclined to agree, um, but again, rewatching it, there's so much intention, and they played, they paid so much attention to like the narrative and trying to make sure everything made sense, even though none of it does. But they tried so hard, and I appreciate that. I love when people try and produce terrible things. I will say this. Even if you omit Nick Cage's performance, or you don't grade it on his performance, I would take this movie over City of Angels. It's going to be... yeah. Like uh, There are movies that are just... Left behind, you know. Yeah. Mostly the God stuff uh, are just not going to make <laughs> next. my cut. Yeah. Next. Although now, next ne- had some shit in it. That next is... had a great, uh, has a, a great exploding 10, ten out of 10, uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica Beale explosions. Yeah. 10 Jessica um, Beale's explosions. A perfect seven out of, out of five. I'm not going to take the next bait because I, I listened to a couple of your guys' episodes, uh, but I specifically didn't listen to this one to see if you got into it because I wanted to ask it myself. Uh, so you mentioned City of Angels, yeah. and I noticed in some of the episodes that <laughs> I did listen to, uh, I was like, oh, these guys are just like me for real, for real. It's just making, you know, talking about Nick Cage movies and making dick jokes. So when we watched City of Angels, we had like we got derailed for like 45 <laughs> minutes straight asking the question of when an angel becomes a trans transubstantiated human being, are they circumcised or not? And I'd love you guys to weigh in on that. <laughs> I mean, I, I would think uncircumcised, right? Like, I would think circumcised. It's biblical, right? <laughs> you're going to make. Yeah, but that it's it's something that has to be back to, to done. like your original true, true. form. But well, yeah, I guess fuck you. My question. Be, okay. Wait, hold were, on. There, were there female angels or was it, it was all just dudes, right? Dude angels. There were big crowds of angels. All uh, of the, the angels we directly saw were dude angels, but yeah. I'm not but saying they, there okay. weren't. Do they have dicks when they're angels? What's an angel need a dick for? Exactly. Dogma has said no. Dogma has said no. Right. So we, but, when, but when he becomes a human, like clearly there would be a dick he has to urinate, right? I yeah. mean, he does have 
sex at one point. Yeah. He, yeah. I the mean, one it, time. It's in the, the shower. One time he gets it. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, has, he has the worst sex in the world because it's shower sex, and nobody likes shower sex. The oh other, my God, and the so other angel, uh, the guy who looks so like wet, Ron so Jeremy. Dry. The, other, the other angel had children, so I guess that you do get a dick. Yeah, uh, so here's, here's my thoughts and my <laughs> the reasoning guy not Ron <laughs> for saying uh, circumcised. When he wakes up on the ground, Nick Offerman says he's like bloody. There you go. Where'd that blood come from? <laughs> Foreskin. He caught it on the way down. Yeah, and it just tore off. That's the fall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, when they, you they didn't have time to organize a bris, so they rubes Goldberg. Yeah. Like God, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like a couple marbles rolled down some scaffolding, and pretty soon you've just got foreskin hanging off of I a windowsill. We, we fucking solved this shit. Yeah. That's how he didn't die from the fall. The, it, the, the slow descent. <laughs> like a cartoon, his foreskin gets caught on something and then just snaps at the last second, so he only actually falls like two feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> I think right, we yeah, solved I'm it. I'm so glad I waited to ask that in person because that's yeah. exactly no. what I was hoping for. I think we actually just fixed that movie too. Yeah. Oh, so do we have to go back and rewatch no, it? No, now I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, that movie sucks. They don't even get the musical cues right. I was so mad at that. Like, they have the fucking Goo Goo Dolls song, the song that this movie was written around. Like, you cannot convince me otherwise. They're playing the song. And then the song fades out and it shows fucking what's her name? Meg Ryan in the cabin. And the song is still kind of going on in the background a little bit, like just very, very faintly. There's a knock at the door and the song cuts out. She opens the door and it's Nick Cage. And I was like, okay, here comes like the fucking, I don't want the world to see me part, like really nice and loud. And they fucking miss it. And (laughs) that's what angered me the most about that fucking movie. See, for me, it was everything else in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for me, it was when he, like, finally, like, becomes human, he suddenly, like, when he's an angel, he speaks every language. But when he becomes human, he speaks English. When I think he should be speaking, like, ancient tongues and, like, not be able to communicate with anyone. (laughs) God works in mysterious ways, man. (laughs) God, God works in English. (laughs) (laughs) Every Bible I've seen is in English, so convince me otherwise. If the Mormons have taught me anything. Yeah. Right. Man is made in God's image, and God's image is... A white dude. Yeah. I, I didn't know if I was actually going to be allowed to finish that sentence, but uh, <laughs> white Anglo-Saxon English-speaking circumcised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously blonde hair, blue eyes, baby. And fucking cut his shit, dude. Yeah, man. Cut Catholic Jesus is cut his shit. <laughs> while, he was, while he was up on that cross. Crucifixion is really good for your core. But it's uh, also a really shitty way to spend Easter. <laughs> Sorcerer's uh, Apprentice. Yeah, the natural transition into Sorcerer's Apprentice. Nick Cage doing magic. Love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Balthazar's lines are awesome. I just love him shitting on Dave Barrett, Or yeah. the, the one that plays the young version of him. Eh, yeah. Both of them. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're both worthy of being picked on. But, like, everything he fucking says is great. He's just weird and wild, and I don't have specific... The character is just so extra. And I love his wild-ass old car. I love all the old man shoe jokes. Old man shoes really get me. 
his weird arm warmers like on his forearms like his outfit is so stupid it's like a high school girl in the early 2000s who's into like the emo scene put together his outfit stage crew in high school that's that was yes oh fuck that's exactly it i do love how when that's gross because i just saw my face in that and it's like oh man (laughs) damn it i i would have worn that that's sick as shit i do love when they go through like the history of his immortal life and how he's always like kind of dressed to the nines for whatever era he's in and then he gets to the mid aughts and it's just like i'm going to cosplay as a Harry Dresden. As Harry Dresden. <laughs> to the point where he's like, I'm going to get a hat that doesn't fit my head and stand atop of buildings. You mentioned his cool car. Did you guys uh, know that that was Nick Cage's actual car? We did. Yeah, we talked All about right. that, I believe, uh, when we watched it. But It's cool, though, right? Yeah, that is cool. It is a, it's a neat fucking vehicle. I'll, I'll give him that. Did yeah. you know that there was an actual car crash during this that injured two pedestrians? <laughs> that I did not. <laughs> nope. Yeah, during during the chase scene when um Alfred Molina he's like in a Ferrari right and there's that's when they're doing oh. all the mirror stuff. Yeah, the mirror stuff. That was a good one. That was a good car chase. Well, at, when they they were filming it, something went wrong and it crashed like into a Starbucks and it injured two pedestrians. <laughs> Fuck. I honestly see nothing wrong with this. Fuck up a Starbucks and like if if I was one of the pedestrians injured, I would I would dine out on that story all the time. Just be like, yeah. don't worry, I'll get the bill. I got this with my sorcerer's <laughs> apprentice settlement money. <laughs> yeah, I got hit by a Ferrari in a Starbucks, driven by Alfred Molina. <laughs> yeah. Alfred Molina kind of steals this movie for me because he does not give a fuck. Oh, He's just yeah. chewing that scenery. Yeah, he owned his role and he uh he he really. Uh, brought his a game i i enjoyed him a lot just as much as i liked the uh chris angel wannabe yeah. toby toby, toby Kibbles. Kibbles. Yeah. Kibbles. yeah yeah the bad monkey from uh the second planet of the apes film sure uh <laughs> he was i only watch nicholas cage movies so i you talk to me about yeah, other this ones point, and i'm like, not mm. i'm not gonna know what you're saying but uh, i love the scene when he's bullying Dave, Dave, Dave in the uh, bathroom. <laughs> I love what's the line. It's like, oh, it's like, do you know who I am? It's like, are you in Depeche mode? And your <laughs> yeah. response to that was, that's a joke for no one watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the core demographic of that movie is not going to know who Depeche mode is. <laughs> well, I still ask the same questions. Like, who is this movie for? Because it's mildly like it's for Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of a kid's movie, but there's a weird sex pest element where he's still in love with the same girl from when he was 10 and he kind of looks up her skirt when they meet yeah, there adults. was the, the crotch yes. looking oh yeah i forgot about that part this movie was at least partially for nick cage uh, apparently he was a big part of getting it made because he wanted to play a magical character yeah. which <laughs> that tracks 100 percent for me <laughs> he got to use his really bad like new york cop accent Oh scene? man, that was the cop scene was so oh, funny. That was so good. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it I was actually good. enjoyed that bit. I do want to point out he does hit a woman in this movie, but it's Alfred Molina disguised as a woman, which I'm pretty sure is a hate crime. <laughs> I broke Nick. <laughs> no. I mean I'm not broken. I'm just also like trying to figure out like that just reminds me of the of the um it's always sunny scene. Dude, is that a hate crime? I think it is. <laughs> But yeah, no, he flings her. He flings her into a wall because she mistakes his Cantonese for uh, Mandarin. That's what that's what gives away the game. 
not just a hate crime, but one including magic, which I think carries additional charges. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I fucking hate that one Republic song. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, dude, this this movie and G Force were the like two that we've oh, seen that fuck just had G Force. <laughs> boom, God, boom, pow. Egregious overuse of one song. Yeah. But what about the nodes, man? <laughs> the nodes. <laughs> what about the nodes? <laughs> I don't think we watched a movie that broke me yet. Because next next broke you. G-Force broke Ron. I don't think I had a breaking point movie yet. I don't know. N- next kind of broke Nick, too. Because Nick made up a whole ending to that movie that didn't exist. Yeah, my I Mandela affected that <laughs> entire movie. And... You know, it turned out better in my head. And then as we recorded, I was like, wait, wait, this movie sucked? (laughs) Shit, this movie sucked. One of the movies I'll guarantee you guys haven't seen yet, because I don't think anybody has seen it except for us, is uh, The Boy in Blue. Oh, yeah. No, no one's watched that. Don't. It's so boring. (laughs) You're not my dad. I just remember watching it just going, (laughs) this fucking sucks. He's like a, a rower or something. Yeah. He's a greasy bum boy. Oh, he's a what? <laughs> it's a line from a movie specifically talking about <laughs> rower. It's it, it's like it's a biopic about that little slidey seat they have for those yeah. those rowboats. Before okay. the slidey seats, they greased their asses literally so they could uh-huh. slide on a static bench and they called them greasy bum boys. Did they were they we're bare ass? Is- we're just going to isolate that and use that to get your podcast canceled. <laughs> That's the whole reason we're having a. Yes, this is we're eliminating competition right now. Yeah, yeah it can only be one Nick Cage podcast. We're doing the same. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, we're doing all of this just as a big middle finger to Reddit. <laughs> um, no, do they? Is it bare assed? I have a lot of questions now about greasy bum boys. No, they're just <laughs> ruining pants. It makes way yeah. less sense. Just, at no point okay. does it make any sense. And it's extra confusing because uh, Cage is more shredded in that film than he's ever been. And they shaved his whole chest and did like several super horny chest pan downs. They always shave his chest when he gets in shape. When when he shaves his chest, you know you're going to get a good Nicolas Cage. Like, I'm going <laughs> to sleep funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm also losing it a little bit because I was I was here earlier with Nick and we were trying to fix some shit for the audio that was fucked up. And he was like, well, I've got nothing to do except make Sean's pictures not level. And I just realized <laughs> yeah. he just unleveled a bunch of Sean's shit on the wall. I never would have noticed. Yeah. I don't look at my shit. I like to make pictures crooked and I like to turn the toilet paper around in the bathroom. Oh, did you do that? Oh, you're a monster. Oh, that yeah, that would drive me I, crazy. I didn't do that one today, but I like to do that at parties. Like if I go to a party and like everybody's having a good time, I do that <laughs> just because now everybody's going to like all the women are going to go to the bathroom and they're going to judge the host of the party you know, unjustly. I'm going to quote Peter here. I'm like, you, you know, you're a criminal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. That behavior reminds me when I was when I was in high school, my big thing is I always carried around a screwdriver with me and I just anything anywhere I was, I would just take a screw out of it and just chuck it out. So <laughs> by, by the end of high school, like doors are falling off stalls and bathrooms and shit. That's amazing. I love That's this. Great. It's just mild, like long, long con chaos. Uh, when I was in my electrical apprenticeship, we had a uh, motor controls lab that had, you know, all sorts of stuff and whatnot. And a lot of them involved uh, 
some indicator lights that you would wire up. And every time I would leave, I would make sure to unscrew the light bulb just enough that there wouldn't be contact so that the next person who comes in would just worry about their wiring and never check that the light bulb was screwed in and then waste (laughs) all of their class time being like, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? I'd also take the uh, batteries out of the remotes for the projectors so that the instructors would not be able to turn the projectors on. That's chaotic. Diabolical, dude. (laughs) I have really bad ADHD (laughs) and zero impulse control. So, (laughs) so Sorcerer's Apprentice. uh. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to, in my own head, figure out like how they got to this film because the the only connection to Disney is the mop scene. There's a bunch of like disney product placement shit there's like a buzz Lightyear alarm clock early on that i know i just meant in terms of like i guess they just made a movie about wizards and then threw disney stuff in it yeah that's basically what they did they just crammed disney shit into a wizard movie because nick cage was like yo i'll be in a wizard movie for you that's he he was based on um yen sid who in in fantasia mickey mouse is the apprentice yeah his master is yen sid the sorcerer's apprentice Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that seems so short, like from Fantasia. It was pretty short in this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, but it's famous, so that's what matters. If that's what his character's actually based on, is this like a Pirates of the Caribbean thing where they originally had a script for a Dresden movie and they're like, no, we got to make it a Disney thing? Maybe. Whereas Pirates was originally, the script was The Secret of Monkey Island that they're like, we need to put Johnny Depp in it. I was not aware of that. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. I, I choose to believe that's true. I heard that somewhere, <laughs> and I choose to believe it's true. Yeah, just <laughs> alternative <laughs> facts here. That's all. God, I can't right. wait for H Bomber guy to do a six-hour video on this podcast. <laughs> that's oh, that would be great. Oh, I would love. I I wish we were in the plagiarism video. God damn it, we gotta plagiarize more. <laughs> I oh my god, I love that video. I I saw that was up at like ten o'clock at night. And I'm like. I saw it was four hours. I'm like, I'm going to start this 2 a.m. I'm in my bed with my tablet, just like glued <laughs> to that screen. What What is even this? You talk about uh, things. Well, we're, Why? Well, so there's podcasters. Are they ripping off other podcasts or are they just podcasting about podcasts? Because I would I feel like we'd really make it if some other podcast did an episode just reporting on our podcast. Oh, yeah. No, we would really arrive. <laughs> Unless it's an in, in memoriam. Well, the, the 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 most in the know thing, I guess, right now is do you know about the Illuminati drama? I mean, no. I do now because I watched that video. Well, no, just I just happened to know about that because I knew about like sad milk and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are so many words. Like yeah. I know Illuminati, sad milk, and and that just it just happened like four months ago. So that's just it's like you, you know what's going on. Like that's what the H bomber guy video was about. He doesn't know what's going on. I have no clue. Tell us about sad milk. Yeah, I'm curious about this. Okay, I don't know what's going on. What's Yeah, I'm up on almond milk and soy milk, but what's sad milk? How do you milk sadness? (laughs) This podcast. Dry. It's a very dry milking. Fucking long story short is... Masturbation. uh, That's the joke there. Yes. Sad milking. Yep. Okay, you got there. (laughs) There you go. Wait, does anybody know when did when did Disney get the rights to Star Wars? Because there were Star Wars, several Star Wars references. That, that was two thousand and two thousand and twelve, I want to say. Oh, so they just threw those in there before they even owned it. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, then I I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they were going for with this other than, like I said, Nick Cage was like, I'll be in a weird wizard movie. And they're like, all right, let's just see what we got lying around. <laughs> <laughs> Call up John Turtletob. Well, yeah, Turtletob. Turtletob. Yeah, because this was our double Turtletob because this yeah. was matched up against National Treasure. National oh, yeah. Treasure 2. Two. Yeah, the first time we had Which, it. Yeah, we watched the second National Treasure first. I think we put that one in the weird one because we needed to balance things out. And I thought it was weird that they made a second National Treasure. Well, it also is a little weirder than the first one. The first one tries to be a little more realistic or something. Yeah, Yeah, for a movie about stealing the Declaration of Independence, they they really tried to sell it as an honest-to-God like documentary. Listen, man, they used the lemons with the gloves. (laughs) I mean, what I didn't like about the first one was that I was told the movie was about stealing Declaration of Independence, and they do it in the first, like, 18 minutes of the movie. And I'm like, so what's the rest of it about? And I was bored the rest of the time. The rest of the movie is two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I will say for a Brockheimer film, uh, Source of Apprentice, not that long. Hour 40. Yeah, yeah no, it was it's fine. Tight. It was great. All but right. Now, any <laughs> actual thoughts on this fucking movie? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, I really, despite the musical, uh, despite the music in this film, because I mean, all music in that time was awful. This is my old man soapbox. This movie knows what it is and everyone in it cares just enough to ham it up and i love it if you could change the music to something else kind of of the period where would you go i would go with some new metal yeah say just give me some straight pig destroyer grindcore oh <laughs> fuck yeah god it would be so out of place <laughs> it just be the song voodoo over and over it's like this doesn't fit the pacing but god damn it oh, that song's they don't so know- long you could just like you don't even need to like repeat it you just have you just start it at the beginning of the movie and, and let it, it runs for out. 90 minutes that's the, yeah that's the entire that's the entire background music for the whole film it would make me sit up and be like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> It would have been way funnier because like 2010 is kind of when that like Tumblr pop punk stuff started coming out. It would have been way funnier to have that. <laughs> I don't know. With this movie, I thought it was it's for like it's a formulaic kids movie. They threw in all of the fun tropes and it's fine. The, but my primary complaint is that they overused one song and just yeah. started grating on my nerves. But the rest of it, like Almost everybody was typecast well, and uh, it worked. It was just somebody just hammered this out. I was looking at my notes. They had three different writers with like wildly varying backgrounds. So that's what they did. Like the casting director is like, here's who we're working with. And they're like, we got it. We'll have it done in 45 fucking minutes. Don't worry about it. And then just threw it together. I don't know why this one line just bothers me and boggles my mind so much. But when uh, he's, tells uh, his girlfriend that he's a wizard and that magic's real her response to that is and i thought my last boyfriend was interesting he wore a scarf <laughs> like I, that's not the exact line but she was just like she talks about like scarf dude being her last boyfriend and like that was his thing we do see some scarf dude in the movie yeah, i can't twice. remember where, yeah he works at the radio station and he's having coffee with her uh, oh yeah, yeah they're having their nighttime coffees it is funny that she's super chill about it she's like She's like, yeah, last boyfriend was a scarf one. The one before that had, was really into model trains. So, all right, I can deal with wizard. Like, I got some background here. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she's so her her one character thing is she's afraid of heights. Conquers that to like help redirect the magical sigil, which uses satellites. And then he's like, 
You want to go to France? Get on this giant metal eagle that <laughs> I just learned how to control. Yeah, don't worry about heights or Dubious. falling to your death. <laughs> well, she conquered the fear. That means it never bothers you ever again. You know what? Right. I, I've been forced to like deal with a spider or two in my time, and I still don't fucking want them in my house. <laughs> Correct. Listen, every every house needs at least two spiders. I don't care what you say. That's why I bring one every time I come here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. It's yeah. behind the crooked pictures. I was going to say, somebody who is, who is, is don't, tilting don't. all of your pictures, I take that very seriously. I'm assuming every time he's just like, there you go, buddy. New My home. threat should always be considered. That's how I feel about it. It's like I should just live at such a, a degree that everybody has to question whether I'm yeah, serious. Is he telling the truth right now? Yeah. Fuck. Do I need to look for spiders? <laughs> what is this if, greasy bum boy telling me? <laughs> if you if you really want to fuck with people from here on out, just carry an empty like like those mini cork containers you get from a Chinese food restaurant, just an empty one in your pocket. Just leave it in their house. Be like, did he bring spiders in that? Why is it empty right now? <laughs> oh, I, I think this is a pretty good movie. It's a uh, it's pretty tight. Uh, the script is pretty like I, there aren't like holes in it. It moves well. It it's paced pretty good. Um, yeah, it, when when we watched it, we described it as this is a movie that you could put on with your kids, and you will probably also not hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm, not G Force. Thank God. My head just told me that this movie is kind of like a Dave Navarro album, where it's just like super plastic and easy to like digest. But it's not going to change you in any way. As one of five people who at one point owned Dave Navarro's solo album, I feel called out by that statement. <laughs> hey, I owned it too, man. Oh, you did? Wait, you were one of you were one of the 14 people to buy that? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently oh, Nick was too. Yeah, you got two, yeah. two of 14 right There's here. Two of 14? <laughs> what are the fucking odds? Okay. Uh, yeah. And we were in different states. No yeah. yeah, no, it was it was it was fine. It was benign. Is we run into a lot of that with kids' movies. Like it's kind of hard to shit all over a kids' movie. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not G Force exists. That's true. Uh, oh, I, I fucking <laughs> I fucking love shitting on kids. Every every once in a while, like you hit something like G Force, you're like, oh my god! Like I can't believe Sam Rockwell agreed to this. Also, Brockheimer. <laughs> How much do they pay people to be in those things? Because like G Force had so many names in it. And it was just awful. And the kids don't get anything out of it. It's just service for the adults who have to watch it. But then they don't even do anything cool with them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's got to be a big ch- paycheck, very low lift for like the actors and actresses. Oh, and yeah. I guess to pitch that kind of CGI budget to a studio, you got to be like, we got Penelope Cruz signed on to it. And they're like, all right, all right well, we got Penelope Cruz. We also have uh, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. That's the the balancing act you have to get. <laughs> right. You have Nick Cage being the only one who's actually doing a voice, too. That was also yeah. super weird. Nick Cage was the only one who came to work on that one. <laughs> yeah. So fucking bizarre. Tra- Tracy Morgan reminded me of, like, ever watched 30 Rock when he was being Garfield? And he was like, hey, I'm Garfield. I hate Mondays. Lasagna. Okay, give me my paycheck. Wait, you mean Chris Pratt as Garfield? Listen, Chris Pratt is currently just locked in a room, and they are just forcing him to ruin our childhood. I don't think they're forcing him to do anything. Uh, To be fair, 
putting out a Garfield movie doesn't ruin my childhood. It just reinforces. It reinforces oh. how terrible Garfield is. Yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck, that's still around? <laughs> fuck you, Jim Davis. Come at me, Jim Davis. Uh, it's like, might as well make a Kathy movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. Any any final thoughts for Sorcerer's Apprentice on any of you guys? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's a good performance. I give it the good good. I give it the good good. Yeah. <laughs> it's middle of the road, you know, but it's 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 fine. Uh, technically proficient, except the CGI is kind of bad, but what do you expect? I yeah. think the CGI holds uh, up pretty good for like the time frame. I don't think it's, yeah, like, that's true. So that's true. Terrible. Well, they also did a lot of practical effects, too. I love the wizard fighting in this. Yeah, that's good wizard fighting. I love the uh, uh, just casual way Melina throws the vase out the window before Nicolas Cage gets out. It's like, yeah, that's the perfect way to fight somebody who hasn't come out yet. It's like, am I <laughs> throw the, him out a window? Yeah, I'm the first one out, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, okay, throw the vase out the window. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You guys mentioned D&D, so I'm assuming we're all the roughly same flavor of nerds. We all have single digit body counts. So yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was very D and D ish with like the fighting and the ideas and stuff like that. And throwing the, the vase out the window is a perfect example of that. Yeah. yeah. It's just player solutions, right? Yeah. It's just like, I'm a fuck this DMS day up right now. I throw the vase out the window. Yeah, like, can I just chuck it? Can I chuck it? I chuck it. Balthazar when chucked out of a window did it correctly where he grabbed the phone uh, flagpole rather than using his foreskin. That's true. Thank <laughs> you. So, so Balthazar confirmed uncircumcised. <laughs> All right. Now we know the important uh, questions have been answered. Uh, yeah. God, thank you guys. With his hedonistic foreskin. I'm glad my boss <laughs> listens to this podcast. <laughs> Same. Hi boss. I have a quick question though. When it comes to what movie uh, moves on, is it, is it the quality of movie or quality of cage? Because these two are very different. It's yeah, it's usually uh, <sighs> it can be an argument. <laughs> it's never very well defined. It's OK. <laughs> I, I love it. I thrive in chaos. This is a comedy podcast. At, yeah, this at its is core. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so there's no rules. We're just throwing rules out the window here. Oh, okay. Make, oh, there's make up rules. rules all the time. But like <laughs> but we don't follow them. Rules suck. And as uh much like Nick Cage doesn't follow the rules for punching women, we don't follow the rules for what we vote on. <laughs> yeah. It's a loose guideline. Uh but with that, what would you guys put forward? Uh and know that your votes do not count. That's fine. That's everything I've ever voted for. Yeah. <laughs> America. Isn't that, isn't that just American democracy? That's I, I'm used to this at its finest. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 Wicker Man for me. But I, like my approach to it is going off of your guys thing. I'm just like winnowing down to the movie I'm stuck with. That's what I got from here on out. And if it's between these two, it would be Wicker Man for me. I'm going to agree with Wicker Man. Um, I choose to believe that the rules is uh, what is a superior cage and Wicker Man is the superior cage. Sometimes you have an overwhelming cage and that will dominate which movie goes forward. Case in this, point. This was a daddy dom cage. Daddy. <laughs> Ooh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why like I say it that way cuz that's not that's not how it works. I don't but. know, but it works. <laughs> well, that's how it works now. As someone with a dad, yeah, that's how you say daddy. Oh. <laughs> brag. Listen, just just Nick Cage with four floggers just being a daddy. 
right. Uh, so Nick, what is, what is your thoughts on uh, this? Yeah. Usually I go with a feeling of what I want to see more, what I, what I can stomach to keep watching and uh, what I would want other people to watch. So with those guidelines, it's definitely Wicker Man for me because smart, smart. even being like maybe a, an inferior movie by the critic metrics, it's important to watch in the greater cage pantheon like primal. I, okay. I was about to agree with you. Now I have to, now I have to say sources. <laughs> Apprentice. No, I was going to say like, I watched sources Apprentice with you. I watched wicker man with Peter and the entire time I was watching sources of Apprentice, I'm like, this is, this is a ride. I'm here for all of this. And wicker man as unhinged and as amazing as it is, I'm just constantly just, Oh God, why and needling it? I love it. But in terms of like movie, I, and I will probably continue to enjoy more. Like I'm going to watch wicker man when I want to watch a train wreck. <laughs> but in terms of a movie, I want probably will watch again and have fun with it's sorcerer's apprentice for me, mm. which means this comes to the rare Peter vote. Aha. I finally have power again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the second time this has ever happened. Yeah. I don't even, I don't, primal I was the first one. <laughs> oh, primal. Thank fuck. I saved the day on that one. Yeah. Don't uh, make the same mistake twice. I, oh man, I thought about this first fight was bird and wicker man too. Oh, that's true. I well, mean, no, our first fight was <laughs> army of one and adaptation, which was true. episode two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that is a, uh, that is not a great choice. We're going to move on from this. <laughs> yeah, that's, we could talk about that for a long time. Uh, it was a tough <laughs> choice. It was a tough choice, but we made the correct correct decision. Also, Army of One Slaps. That movie is fantastic. It's so fucking good, it's, and you keep watching so it, and it gets better. I, yeah, I rewatched it for this round. I'm like, no, we made the right choice here. Yeah, I hate admitting that I like that movie as much as I do, but it is really good. It always gets a reaction, just like Wicker Man is always going to get a reaction when you watch it, but you're going to stop reacting strongly to a movie... That is just so cookie cutter as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I have to agree, and my vote will be Wicker Man because it is just so stupid. I love it. I'm and fine the with entire that. time, I'm like, I still like it, and I'm having fun oh, and had, laughing, so and it's shot well, and it's got like cool scenery, and it's interesting, but it's so fucking dumb. It's so cagey. It, it just that. has to go. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yep. I, it was Smart. a hard show. It was a hard choice, and uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Sweet. Well, we can spend a little bit of time because we got to talk about this week in Cage. Oh, yeah. Which is the big announcement from Cage. I'm sure you guys saw closing his career in cinema. I'm about to say in cinema, uh, our podcast will never die because it will become episodic. We will get to talk about one 27 minute long uh, TV show uh, for two hours. Perfect. Every week. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have it figured out. I hope he lands permanent casting as like a new detective on Law and Order SVU. That would be my dream. I'm getting out of movies, moving into TV. He would prefer prestige television, which makes me want to go true detective and Mm. watch him really get like freaky weird with like some, I don't know, like, well, he's real big into New Orleans. So maybe like a voodoo season. Did they do that? I don't remember. It'll be like a voodoo, like an HBO level voodoo bones. I fucking hate bones though. So don't do that. (laughs) Uh, What about the finder? I don't know that one. It was a bone spinoff. No. And it was worse than bones. Throw him into some more like Lovecraftian shit. 
Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. That'd be such a gamble casting Cage and fucking True Detective. I'd watch the shit out of it. Oh, Don't of get me wrong, but it would be such a gamble. <laughs> they put Bruce Vince Campbell Vaughn in it, but I mean, that was the terrible season. Bruce Campbell's never worked with that Nick Cage. Put them both in a show together. Oh, fuck. That'd be so good. Like a new I'd Jack of that. all trades and Nick Cage is like his apprentice. <laughs> and Bruce Campbell has to teach Nick Cage how to, I don't know, swashbuckle. And Patrick Warburton's the bad guy. 100% love Patrick Warburton. So are we taking the retirement like threat seriously or is this like a Michael Jordan thing no. or he's going to be out of money immediately. He's going to run out of money immediately. <laughs> yeah. Back to T-Rex skulls. Back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where can we find you guys on the internet? <laughs> what do you got going on? Uh, here's your time to pitch something. Yeah, no, uh, you can find us on formerly Twitter X uh, at cage fight underscore pod. Just Twitter. Uh, you, can, you can say Twitter. It's fine. Elon yeah, I know. It's, it's terrible. We get dead name X. It's fine. You're allowed. <laughs> I mean, he's going to dead name his kid. You can dead name his company. That's yeah. Turnabout is fair play in that case. Uh, but we're on there. Um, if you're an uncle, you can find us on Facebook. We're not going to give you a, a, a link there. You'll find us if you're that kind of person. <laughs> um, and, and People Rich think and, that we are Nick Cage on that constantly. Only messages we get on our Facebook is is Nick Cage. I love your work and uh, scams. That's, that's it. <laughs> We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Nick Cage fight. Uh, we have a $1 level, which gets you um, all of our episodes uh, with the ads cut out. We surgically remove them. And we also have a $10 level that will get you like all the basically uncut episodes, like the day we record it, because we run about two weeks behind. Uncut episodes. So not uh, City of Angels. Uncircumcised <laughs> episodes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I can I can provide unedited episodes and make more money on them? <laughs> Are you telling me I could do less work <laughs> for more money? No, Peter, get get back in your box. <laughs> Edit, bitch. But yeah, that's that's where you can find us. So I love your guys' podcast. I watched the or listened to the uh, Pay the Ghost episode early on. It was uh, trash. Oh my god, <laughs> it's such a good good episode about it, though. It made me really excited. Well, thank you guys very much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for having us on. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. We'll have to get you guys on for. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe maybe a Holy Trinity episode. We can go four parts on it. We did three parts on Face Off. So Ooh. it would actually be great to get you guys for one of the Holy Trinity episodes because we like went into this with our like the cagiest cage films yeah. already firmly uh, implanted in our minds. So with you guys having to make these like life and death decisions about which movie moves on, we'll have to have you on for one of those. Nick and I have had words about uh con air so that could be fun oh, oh that was another argument but it wasn't about whether it should go on no it was just about the relevance of steve buscemi <laughs> that's true we got really contentious about buscemi it was gonna be a fight <laughs> the, we almost canceled the podcast <laughs> uh, we almost just kicked sean off it would have been it would have gone on <laughs> i could be sean yeah. all right definitely gonna have to pencil you guys in for con air i want to see this all <laughs> Thank you so much for having us on here. Fuck well, yeah. whenever I finally make it out to AC, I'm definitely going to try to hit you guys up because I need to know what's going on. I need to see it.
Oh, we'll take you places. Fuck oh, yeah. You go. Oh, you know what we didn't do? It, we, we were like, hey, here's all of our stuff. Our podcast is called Nick Cage Fight. <laughs> 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 right. That little fact. <laughs> Fantastic. Speaking of that, we are on all the things as cage underscore match underscore pod or cage match pod. Um, you can find us on any of those. We are on Patreon if you want to support us. And uh, thank you to our sparkle buddies that's the thing that my brain could not remember <laughs> fuck me uh josh sean josie rico matt and adam and cage dancers ira john freeman and lance and yeah quick update i am still planning on but not not there yet on our porn hub account oh good thank you yeah i'm glad you're still we, we will have our episodes up on porn hub <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're by still the end of the year stoking that fire i'm gonna do it by the end of the year, you can listen to us while watching knobs. <laughs> I mean, they could do that now. Hear knobs, watch knobs. <laughs> Just mark it as three dudes locked in a cage. <laughs> Just you a should- bunch of greasy bum boys. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wait, I'm allowed to curse on this, right? Because I curse a lot. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. We okay, were listening. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it was funny because I, I always like to listen to a couple episodes of whoever we're having on as a guest if they've got episodes to listen to. And this morning I was listening to your mom and dad episode because I thought that we had not advanced that one and I wanted something that wasn't going to bias me. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was listening to you. You guys just swear and talk shit on Dr. Oz. And I was like, this will be fine. <laughs> okay, all right, perfect yeah fuck away yeah fuck away boys <laughs> uh what is the like sketchiest thing you've ever seen in atlantic city i have a i have a fun one and i have kind of a not tragic one nobody was permanently injured but the funny one was one night at like four in the morning i was standing outside of a, a casino uh on the boardwalk uh smoking a cigarette and we have these like like rickshaws like they're like little push carts that so you get it. You pay somebody and they'll push you down the boardwalk to another. Uh, oh, casino. seriously? I, I, we yep. have those. We have pedicabs, uh, which are not pedophile cabs. They're uh, like bicycle <laughs> cabs uh, and they'll drag you around. But we don't have I want somebody to push me. So so one of the one of the, the rickshaw guys is standing out there and I'm just having a conversation with him and he offers me homemade beef jerky. I was four mm. in the morning. So I've had some drinks. And I said, hell yeah, absolutely. I will absolutely try a stranger's unidentified dried meats. And it was the best piece of beef jerky I've had to date. Excellent. Whoa, cool. And then the slightly tragic one was I was out um, for like just an Atlantic City night with um, friends that I worked. I worked at a restaurant at the time. And so we went out and one of our friends got blackout drunk, joined a poker tournament like we lost him. He called us like hours later, we had gone to a nearby bar and he's like, I won $1,500. And we're like, awesome. We're at this bar. Just come on through. He shows up 45 minutes later, uh, scuffed up. And we were like, what happened to you? He's like, I took the wrong way here and got beat up and my $1,500 in cash stolen from me. Oh, I, was like, no. I was like, I'll buy you a drink. I don't know. <laughs> what to tell you, man. I, don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Didn't get stabbed. Yeah. Right? Nope. No stabbing. That's, that's yeah, good. Right. That's fair. That's Atlantic City, baby. <laughs>
I don't know, so, Peter, you can cut this one if we're actually going to use this, but I'm pitching a, a YouTube cooking channel called Cooking with Diesel. <laughs> it's all about food inspired by Vin Diesel movies. That's, That's fantastic. Well, I'm stealing that, so sorry. <laughs> well, <Stop. fuck. laughs> it's just going to be me drinking Corona saying family. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be. I'm going to be there for your entire 101 episode run. Just <laughs> fucking family. Oh, you can't curse. Just family. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Family. Uh, uh, if so that we're... does get off the ground, please link me when you get to the Chronicles of Riddick episode. Oh, we're going to make some good, weird food from that one. Because <laughs> well, my thing was uh, the pitch black one is like one of those things where it's like, you know, eating in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, right. It'll be one of those sensory experiences. Oh my goodness! And it's Nick's all just not crickets. Mix not allowed on set. For oh that come episode. on! No, let me feed you. <laughs> I'll feed you like a baby. It's gonna come be on. toes every time. Look at my baby. It's just always toes. 